Today, I'll be talking about something I'm sure that most, if not all of you, have heard about, at least here in the U.S. This episode will be about Tyree Nichols, the man who was killed in Memphis by police officers. Four different videos were released, and I'll tell you now before we get into this, they're genuinely horrible. What I'll be doing here is talking about some of what happened and playing some of the audio from the videos that were released and breaking down what was going on in each of them, and I'll give some of my opinions on what occurred. There are no 911 calls related to this, at least that I know about, so there won't be any of that played. This will all be from the body-worn cameras from the police officers there. I'd also like to give a little bit of extra warning. Of course, all the episodes of this show have something bad in them. It's always implied that the subject matter I discuss isn't for everyone, and most of it is very hard to listen to. This is no different today. There's a lot of very harsh language, and the details of this, well, it's pretty difficult to hear as well. So there's your warning. Let's get into this. I'd like to start off by saying I take no joy, absolutely zero joy, out of playing stuff like this. I don't like hearing about or talking about bad cops, really. I wish there weren't any. I generally defend police officers because I know what they have to go through. A lot of it I deal with on a daily basis, too. But I also can't just stand by and let something like this go and not talk about it. It needs to be talked about. I'll start with what has been reported so far. At around 8.24 p.m. on January 7th in Memphis, Tennessee, unmarked police cars with officers from the department's unit called Scorpion, which is short for Street Crimes Operations to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods, conducted a traffic stop of a car they said was reckless driving. There was no in-car camera of the reckless driving and no way to exactly know how the driver was operating his vehicle. The man inside the vehicle was Tyree Nichols. The stop happened close to the middle of a larger intersection and where we join with the audio is when two officers are approaching the car and attempting to get Nichols out of the car. Nine thirty-eight, where it rains, and Ross, 
Taser was deployed. Suspect is running down Ross. Young male black, slim build, blue jeans, and a hoodie. Okay. Southbound on Ross, where we last saw him. Officers initially walked up, at least one of them with his gun drawn. Nichols was actively resisting getting out of the car and laying completely on the ground to be handcuffed. Active resistance doesn't necessarily mean full-on fighting. It can simply mean not complying. At first, this was the case. It looked like he just didn't want to lay on his stomach and get handcuffed. I say at first because, as this portion went on, one officer had Nichols' hand held by his side and the other officer had his hand pinned to the ground. It would be difficult for Nichols to put his hands behind his back when both are being held like that. During this bit, pepper spray was used, and after that, a taser was deployed. Only one prong hit Nichols, and he got up and ran off. One of the officers on the scene got some of the pepper spray in his left eye, which they had to use water to try to get the spray out of it. The language used is very questionable. I don't know if they were conducting this like a felony stop, which is one where you approach the car with guns drawn, but I can't think of any reason they would have done that if it was simply reckless driving. I suppose it's possible Nichols didn't stop immediately and could have been a small pursuit, and at that point, it would have been considered a felony stop. A felony stop is not a simple, slow walk up to the car and asking for driver's license, registration, and insurance. Something like that, they run up and pull you out of the car if you don't immediately get out of the car on your own. Back to the language, officers are generally allowed to use poor language when engaging a suspect. That's usually okay. What I don't believe is at all okay is when one officer says, bitch, put your hands behind your back before I break them, and then, I'll knock your ass the fuck out. After that exchange, you can hear the officer running after and losing nickels. The entire length of this single video was a little over 11 minutes long, start to finish. I skipped over the parts where they were washing out the officer's eye and rolling the taser wires back up. Closer to the end of it, though, when the officers hear on the radio that the other officers have located and are chasing Nichols again, something else is said. Huh? Martin and all them are over there chasing him. Shit, you sprayed me too, but luckily it didn't get in my eyes, just on my eyebrow. I hope, I hope they stomp his ass. Glory, here's more I hope they stomp his ass. Smith is calling for other cars because him and Martin are chasing him. The next bit of audio we have is when other officers find him and are chasing after him. There are two videos of this. I'll play just a few seconds of the initial one because somewhere in the middle of it, the officer's camera gets either knocked off or just falls off. It's not in a very good range for the audio, so you can't really tell everything that was said. Uh, 
That was the first bit when they initially spot Nichols and started chasing him on foot. Right there at the end is where the camera falls off or gets knocked off. The next video starts just a few seconds before what we just heard. I'll go ahead and start it and let it play out till nearly the end. 2930, we see it. We're on foot for sure. We're southbound on Ross. Ross and Cascade Lane. Hey, give me a hand. Give me a hand. You might get sprayed again. Hey, hey, Mike. Watch out, watch out. Section. 
Made me play myself. Made me too. Tased him. Hey, can you get my car? Again, language used here was questionable, but the actions, that's what was really bad. In the video, you see them again trying to get Nichols into custody, but they're not really doing a very good job of it. He wouldn't put his hands behind his back, but Nichols is a small guy compared to these officers. He is tall at around six foot three, but he had Crohn's disease and because of that only weighed about 140 pounds. From the looks of it, most if not all the officers were larger than him and some by a good margin. What you could hear on that audio is them catching him and they do have him on the ground pretty quickly initially. Different tactics could have been used to get his hands behind his back and cuffed. At one point, at least one of the officers had a firm grip on Nichols' arm. They could have got at least one handcuff on that arm and used it to hold an arm in place and be at the ready for the other arm to be pulled around. They didn't do that. As the video goes on, they spray him multiple times with pepper spray. This is also something that you usually wouldn't want to do as an officer. You have several officers in very close contact with this guy. You spray him, and some of that's going to get on you. The one with a camera on that we're listening to, he's the one who's doing the spraying. He tells the other officers to back up and then sprays him. The second time he does it, the spray gets in his own eyes. You can tell when this happens when he says, all shit, a couple times. He has to walk away to catch his breath and try to get some of the pepper spray out of his eyes. That's where it all goes downhill even further. From my perspective, it seems like this officer gets pissed off at this point. He turns around and takes out his asp which is an expandable metal baton and tells other officers to back up and then says, I'm going to baton the fuck out you. From there, he hits Nichols several times with the baton. It's a bit hard to see how many times or where he's hitting him at this angle though. About then Nichols stands up and the officers grab him again. You see one of the much larger officers hitting him with a closed fist in the face and head a couple times. Towards the end of all this, it looks like they may have handcuffs on Nichols. The body-worn cameras, they do show some very bad stuff, but a lot of it is obscured for many reasons. Close proximity with Nichols, the general angle at which the camera is pointing, etc. What captures more of it is a pole camera that's located close by. These cameras are set up by some cities or police departments to capture crimes as they're happening, or to review afterwards to try and find suspect descriptions. 
this video that was published was over 31 minutes long. On this camera angle, you see everything that happens after the pepper spray. There's no audio in it, so I'll just have to describe what happens. When the camera is finally turned to where they have Nichols, he's already on the ground. Two officers are standing over him. One has been over trying to grab his arms, and the other is just standing there, kind of inches away. The second officer then bends over and grabs the same arm the first officer has. There are third and fourth officers standing feet away from their cars. As the first two officers are tussling with Nichols, the next closest officer walks over slowly and kicks Nichols full force in the face while he's on the ground. Then a few seconds later, he kicks him again in the face. After this, you see the fourth officer walk back into frame and you see him deploying the baton. This is when he tells the other officers to back up. While two officers hold one of his arms, the officer with the baton hits Nichols three times. The video is a little hard to see with one of the officers barely blocking the view for a second, but it looks like he struck Nichols in the arm, though the second strike could have hit him in the head. At this point, Nichols stands up. The largest officer there, he hits Nichols with a closed fist with all of his force. He does this five times in the face and head. This officer is a big guy, easily my size or bigger. Direct blows like that are devastating. One of those punches he throws so hard that his own feet leave the ground. One of the hits knocks Nichols' head over to the side violently. After the last hit, Nichols goes down to the ground. At least three officers are on top of him at this point. More officers arrived at the scene. Two of them walk up to assist, but it didn't look like their intention was to assist in any way with getting him into custody. The first one walks up and immediately kicks the down Nichols in the face or chest. The other officer that walked up just a couple seconds later, he does the same. A little bit later, they get handcuffs on him. They end up dragging him over to one of the unmarked police cars and propping him up on the side in a sitting position. I said earlier on that I generally try to back police because I know what they go through. Before viewing the videos, I really didn't know what to expect. I've seen a lot of videos that before they were released, there was a huge public outcry because there was supposed police brutality, only to see after the videos were released that it was justified use of force. These videos were not like that at all. I can't find anything to make a good comment about. All of it was bad, and most of it, I don't think, can even be closely related to following procedures. Officers have used what's called distractionary strikes for a long time. A distractionary strike is a use of force, which could be hitting, kicking, or kneeing a suspect, to try and get the suspect to submit to the arrest or to distract them with a level of pain that would make them lose focus on what they're doing. If used correctly, those can be justified. None of this was at all. There were more than enough officers there to just hold him down and get Nichols' hands behind his back. What started out as them just trying to get him into custody went downhill into what happened here. It seemed like officers were just trying to get a blow or two in for giving them problems. Multiple times when they could have had his hands behind his back by force, they just kept saying, put your hands behind your back as if they didn't want to do it themselves, almost prolonging this so they could hit, kick, or baton him even more. Every bit of this was despicable. There was no reason for any of this to escalate to what it did, regardless if Nichols committed some crime or not. 
the reckless driving they supposedly observed has not been able to be substantiated. We can't tell if it was actually happening or not. Nichols also appeared to have no previous criminal record. About nine and a half minutes into the video, two members of the Memphis Fire Department show up with their medical bags to check on Nichols. He is still conscious at this point, but just barely. He can't even sit up straight. He keeps falling sideways back to the ground and does it several times. It's very obvious that he's hurt badly. Those two members of the fire department, they were there for the most part. They just stood over him for several minutes, not really rendering any care to him. It took nearly 20 minutes before an ambulance showed up and brought over the stretcher. Nichols was transported to a local hospital where he died three days later as a result of his injuries. He was just 29 years old. Five officers involved in this have been fired from the Memphis Police Department and charged with second-degree murder. The two initial medical personnel that arrived, they've also been fired for not rendering immediate aid. This whole thing has been very disturbing to me. I've watched each of these videos multiple times in some sections over and over just to try and really see or hear what's happening. It's just brutal. I don't think after watching the video as many times as I have that I'll be sleeping well tonight at all. But I'm sure that's nothing in comparison to Tyree Nichols' family and what they're going through right now. Please keep all of them in your thoughts as this is something that will probably go on for a long time with the investigation and the trial. That'll be all for this episode. Head over to the Facebook Music City 911 discussion group where we already have a post going about this to further discuss it. Being this was a shorter episode and I had planned on a different episode before all this came out, I'm going to try and get out another one later on in the week. But I can't make it a huge promise, though. Let's hope that I'll have enough free time to get that done. Until next time, for Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.